Welcome to Shed Life. Mehul, welcome to the shed, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for welcoming to the shed. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Don't worry. Um, mate, you have just been on the longest plane ride of your life or anyone's life, I believe. Tell us about that, man. Oh, shit, man. Not that again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say uh, any trip anywhere now, I, uh, I wouldn't be phased by it. Once you've done a 24-hour flight, you can do any flight, man. I can do a nine-hour coach in India. I can do... <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, that's, that's nuts, man. 24 hours on a plane. Mate, that sounds like torture. How the hell did you even do that? Like, was it non... It can't be non-stop, bro. Um, it stopped. It, so the plane was from Sydney and it was coming to Heathrow. It stopped in Singapore for fuel only. Sure. And... So you couldn't get off the plane. Um, I'm just trying to think now. I mean, I watched a lot of Netflix and mm. I played a lot of those, you know, those games that they give you, the Who Wants yeah. to Be a Millionaire? Like Who yeah, Wants yeah. to Be a Millionaire game? Um, you know, I won the million on a, that couple of times. Oh, too bad shit. It was, too bad it was play money. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's nuts, man. So where were you flying from exactly? For 24 hours, you must have been pretty far in the world, right? Um. So we were in Sydney at the time, um, and the flight was Sydney to London Heathrow. Hmm. Okay, sure. 24 hours non-stop. All right, so what were you doing out in Sydney? You told me this, you were traveling like around the world, is that right? Yeah, so I don't know, I just had this, just had this like plan to try and get some traveling in, you know, before you start settling down in life and, hmm. you know, I guess, you know, turning 30, maybe it's that age where you start contemplating life a little bit more. Um, and 2019 was quite a big year for me. So I got married. And I guess whether this was some sort of um, like honeymoon or just going traveling um, with um, the missus, mm. I guess it was just one of those things that, you know, let's do this now um, before it's too late, I guess. Um, and I think, I don't know why I picked New Zealand. I've got a lot of family there and, you know, it's always voted highly on, you know, like all these surveys, you see like one of the best places to live and yeah, um, amazing um, scenery and sights and experiences. So, you know, we've heard good things. So I think for me, I was like, let's go see what New Zealand's all about and, Obviously, yeah. if you're all the way on that side of the world, then you can't miss out Australia. And got a couple of friends and family there, so we thought we'd see them as well. Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right, mate, so, so tell us more about New Zealand, man. Sounds like an intriguing place. I, all I've seen is in the movies and shit, which they shoot there, they've got like some quality scenery. Do you know what I mean? Like nature and landscapes and shit like that. Um. It's just completely, I mean, I find it completely different. I mean, if you think about New Zealand's a similar size to the UK, but it's got like a tenth of the population. And, you know, most of that is on in Auckland and on the North Island. I mean, we were lucky. We, we basically hired a car and we did like a road trip around uh, the North and the South Island. So got to have some amazing experiences along the way. Got to see... I got to see India beat New Zealand at the cricket. <laughs> that was a good highlight. Um, did, jumped off a cliff and uh, did like some crazy catapult bungee swing, which was like one of the scariest things I've done in my life. Mate, how big was this cliff? Sounds mad. Um, so it was, in, it was in Queenstown. So it's like where, where the bungee jump was like originally invented. Um, oh, mate, I, ain't go, I won't lie. I, was, I screamed like a little girl. There's, there's vid I mean, there's video evidence of me screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I don't blame you. That's mad. That must have been... Wait, so you're saying that cliff that you jumped off is where they invented the bungee jump? Well, in Queenstown, so I don't know if that's the exact place, but um, what's it called now? Um, 
AJ Hackett is the company. So they they invented the bungee jump um, oh, sure. as a thrill experience. So Queen Queenstown's basically where everybody goes to uh, do all that crazy shit. So mm. if you want to skydive or you're going to bungee or you're going to jump off some how long swing. Ago, how long ago was this bungee jumping invented then? If there's a company around that still, still exists and they still do it. Is it like a uh, new thing? When I mean like, new, I mean the last few decades. Not, may, not yeah, years. I think maybe 50, 50 years ago. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly, but it's quite That's new right. as a, I guess, as a as an experience. Uh, yeah. Mate, I would never do that. That's terrifying. Bunging. That's mad. Have you done it before? No, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd ever do it here. Yeah, I think when you're abroad, you uh, <laughs> you get that. You get brave, don't you? You get that Dutch courage. <laughs> yeah, why do, why do you reckon that is? Why do you reckon people are braver on holiday as opposed to when they're in their hometown or home country? I don't know, because I think some... I mean, when you're on holiday, it's like you're away from reality a little bit. So you feel... I guess you can feel like you can be a different person or you can be whoever you want to be, I guess. so. That's a really good point. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Shit, man. Interesting. All right, mate, um, uh, just to wrap up this traveling business of yours. So what exactly happened? Because you were planned to travel for a few months longer, I believe, right? And it just got cut short due to this uh, bloody pandemic. Yeah, so so we, we basically had a loose plan. Um, we were going to go to New Zealand via Thailand. And then we had plans to basically explore some of the countries um, on that side of the world. So we had plans to hit uh, Bali, Vietnam, Cambodia, and then we were going to hit Sri Lanka on the way back and then come back to London. And we were due back um, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, coronavirus hit and we find ourselves basically having to cut our plans short. So we only we only made it to uh, Thailand, uh, Thailand, New Zealand, and Australia. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of the, you got to look on the bright side. I mean, we're very lucky that we had the chance to do that anyway, right? I mean, I got to see some amazing places. I got to have some amazing experiences. Um, and yeah, I guess you just got to be, got to be happy that you're, you're kind of, safe and healthy um and you know we're back now with friends and family in the uk so you know no i get that that makes sense be um but do you like i know you said you're happy to have had that experience but do you regret actually going forward with it knowing what you know now obviously like you did you know like you you did say you quit your job you, you know, you got, you didn't get to see half the things you did see. And it was a bit, it must've been a bit of stress on the, on the sort of finances and stuff that, you know, you missed out on a lot of what you planned to do. So do you, you know, what kind of feelings do you harbor? Is there, is there a feeling of regret or still satisfaction that you managed to get that, that amount done? Um, I think I'm, I'm very grateful um, to have had that experience. So, you know, you get to see different perspectives Um we just count ourselves lucky to have had that chance. I mean, yeah, it's a crazy move to just say, right, we're going to quit our jobs and go traveling for a bit. And you don't expect something like this to happen. Um, but, you know, you got to keep that positive mindset. So, yeah, I mean, if... No, I get you. That makes sense, man. That makes sense. That does make sense completely. Mate, one question. I know loads of people, a lot of people sort of hated this question. So I guess it's so repetitive, like, oh, what was life like during lockdown or what is life like during lockdown? But I'm genuinely intrigued because you've come from such like a, being on almost a pedestal of traveling and going around the world and doing this and that. And suddenly you've gone, come back straight flat down, hit reality, you know, looking for a job, no longer traveling. So, yeah, I mean, what, what has life been like for you during lockdown? Um, mate, I'll be honest, right? It's shit. There's, there's no there's no other way to put it it's, it's shit because <laughs> <laughs> i guess and i guess knowing me you know i love going out and about i love you know 
meeting people, being around people, like the first thing I'd probably do is be down the pub with my mates, um, mm. you know, if none of this shit was going on. So it, it's tough in that sense. But at the same time, <laughs> I've just, um, I've just had three months practice uh, just being with my wife. So <laughs> <Lock down. laughs> that's, that's a good point. So Newly I can say, um, well, newlyweds and obviously we traveled together, just the two of mm. us. So I've been stuck with her for three months. <laughs> so that's good. And you're still going <laughs> strong. That's the yeah, main man. thing. Another there few months. <laughs> Another few months is fine. Um, it's weird, right? Because I think you'd, you can easily say like, yo, lockdown, this is the time to do all those things that I said I was going to do. This is the mm. time to work out. Finally, I can't, I don't have those bullshit excuses anymore of, uh, oh, I've got no time to go for a run or I can't, you know, work out or I can't start that business idea that I wanted to start. But at the same time, this is the exact time to start questioning your own bullshit. So, mm. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I'll be honest, right. You know, I've, I haven't been doing a lot, but I think I'm probably going through that transition in lockdown because lockdown has you questioning, okay, well, what's important to you? Um, you know, is the nine to five job really what you want to do? Um, is there anything else I can do? I mean, this is a time to maybe reflect, um, have a look at what you've achieved, have a look at where you want to get to and maybe think about, you know, where, where do I want to be in 10 years time? So, you know, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. But any of those, of time, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I was going to say any of those thoughts, were they sort of, um, brought about from your experience in traveling? Cause obviously when you come from a completely different, um, part of the world where civilization tends to be slightly different depending where you are, because it's so fresh in your mind, is that any of those thoughts sort of a catalyst to what you've been thinking during lockdown as to your approach going forward in life now? Yeah, definitely. Because you, I think you, you see a different way of life. Um, you see, you know, you see different perspectives, you see what is prioritized, what's important um, to, you know, people who live on the other side of the world, um, mm. you know, that, you think about London, London's so busy, um, you know, everyone's in the rat race, you know, trying to progress up the ladder, mm. get ahead, get ahead. And it takes its, it takes its toll on you. Um, yeah. And I think it's so busy, right? I mean, my time in London, I think most of it was spent, you know, either in the pub or, you know, eating chicken wings. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, you know, we're pretty much out all the time. And you, you, you kind of get into the habit of making plans. You're so busy by the time you've, by the time you've got around to seeing all of your friends, then it's time to see, you know, the first set of friends again and go around and around again. So I guess in that sense, it was great to get away because then you have all this time to think and focus on, you know, what you want, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? Um, and you know, the, I guess on that side of the world, I mean, let's, you know, taking New Zealand, as an yeah. example, the the pace is just a lot slower. Um, you know, it's the opposite of London. And, you know, we met a lot of people while traveling and everybody's got their own story um, as to why they're traveling or, you know, have they just quit their job and, you know, gone to the other side of the world? Are they fresh out of uni? A lot of, you know, a lot of students want to get this traveling out of the way. I think that's, that's become very important now, um, especially to the kind of, the newer generation um, is experiences, um, mm. not just um, get a job, save some money, buy a house. You know that's that's no longer the the way of life for the new generation. It's not like their main goal. You're saying basically, they got other things they want to achieve, and maybe as well as that, not just necessarily only that. Yeah, I think it's it's why. Um, it's why a lot of people find themselves now that they're, they're not satisfied with just getting the job. You know, they want, um, I don't know. You know, I see what you're saying. They don't, they don't just want the job. They want, what are you saying? They want the more, the frills that come with it, or they want that more, that sort of feeling of profoundness that comes with it. Like satisfaction that they're doing either good in the world or they're sort of maybe, 
they're ticking a box outside of just financially and materialistic goods. They're literally looking for something with more meaning in their life. Is that kind of what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I think, yeah. So that, yeah, that's what I mean. I think that that's, that's what's happening more and more. I mean, and I guess, you know, part of it was part of the reason why we kind of quit and wanted to go traveling. I was like, right. Um, this is the time to do it. And, hmm. You know, is oh, this means. the you know is this the be all and end all um, of you know where we're trying to get to? Yeah, that makes sense, man. You know, going back to that point you said about this uh, sort of generation coming up, and it's it's not just I guess in the way of life, like it's the way people behave. I used to think about people maybe in earlier generations, like um, our parents, grandparents, etc., with that stiff upper lip, like you know, head down, get to work you know, work like a dog and just put food on the table and provide shelter for your family. Now you're saying there's more, there's more of an exploration around people's mindset and the way they feel and maybe even be more open about these feelings. While before a lot of it's hidden and, you know, it's, it's kind of trapped deep down. Well, I want to ask you, what, what do you think that is down to exactly? Like, do you have any sort of thought process as to what's been happening over generations. I know you mentioned something about a work life changing, right? People's mentality. They don't just want the house and the car and the food on the table. They want something a bit more deeper. What, what, what do you put that down to in your opinion? Have you ever thought about that? Mm, I guess it's, I, I mean, I don't know exactly, but it, I guess it's more about, you know, people just evolving. Um, you know, yeah. I guess more, more and more now you see, um, especially like public speakers or, you know, influencers, etc. you see them more and more telling people, you know, focus on your passions, focus on your dreams, etc., etc. And it's becoming a more viable way of life. So if you specialize in a certain area that you're really passionate about, then you're more likely to be successful. So, so maybe... That's people are obviously following that advice and taking it in. You know, maybe they'll start a side business um, and they'll do it on the weekends. And then eventually that may turn into, you know, something that can replace their income from their job. And eventually they'll quit their job and they might not be earning as much, but they'll be happier. And that's what we're seeing. You know, um, we see that a lot with, you know, people like Gary V. Um, I've been reading his book recently, Crushing It. And that talks a lot about, you know, following your passion, etc. Yeah, Vaynerchuk, he's a, he's a good one to follow. Now, but mate, you know what, going back to what we said about your thoughts during lockdown, um, the only reason I'm pressing you on this is because I, I can understand most people, like their normal day-to-day -day life, they were literally, like you mentioned, they're stuck in the rat race, they were doing their usual routine, which may have been good or bad, you know, everyone's different. But then this lockdown came and affected everyone's way of life massively. But the, the problem is, hey, your way of life, you already made such a big change to it. Do you know what I mean? Three months prior to the lockdown. You literally, like you said, you quit your job. Uh, you got married before that. Uh, you moved, moved place. And you know, you've done all these life-changing things within the space of a few months. And then you were living this sort of nice, like, dream-like experience and traveling, seeing all these lovely things around the world, getting all these experiences. And suddenly, a pandemic crushes you, you know, chops you from the knees, basically. So... I, your thoughts on that? What have you been thinking during this lockdown exactly? Like you said, your, your mindset's changed and shifted from what it used to be when you were living the quote-unquote rat race. So what exactly have you been thinking then? Like what, what is your goals and your plans currently then? Um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not trying to rush into anything um, um, out of desperation um, just to find a job. I think this is a good time to reflect and it could be a blessing in disguise. You never know. I mean, this could give me the opportunity to do a lot of things that I've wanted to do that I thought I haven't had the chance to. Um, and I guess the biggest thing is just to be grateful. Um, so, you know, I guess instead of worrying about what I don't have right now, it's more just saying, well, actually, you know, if I've got, I've got a roof over my head. I can afford to eat. Um, that at the moment, that's enough. And, you know, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep going. And uh, I guess you can uh, ask me in a year or two to see if uh, my decision 
to go traveling was a good idea or not. I mean, it's easy for me to say, oh, shit, if I, um, if I didn't quit, then I would have been, uh, you know, working from home, I would have been furloughed. But mm. I guess the way to test yourself is to, you know, step outside your comfort zone a bit. Um, you know, people that know me will say, oh, I talked a big game. I always, I always said, oh, yeah, I'm going to quit. I want to quit my job one day and do do this and do that. And in the end, I just did it, right? And so far, you know, it's 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 okay. I mean, look, I'm sure I'll I'll find a job in the next couple of months. Um, and you know, I'll be reflecting then. I'll be reflecting on the time, you know, that I've had since coming back. I'll be reflecting on the, you know, traveling. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then. But you know, Joe, yeah. just to, just to buy in, mate. Like, the, like you said, um, uh, hopefully you'll find a job in the next few months. Blah blah blah. I'm sure you will. You're very skilled. Um, but is is it this, the type of job you're almost going for as well? Is that almost twitched and changed based on your experiences over the last six, seven, eight months? Um, the, a type of job you mean? Am I? am I looking for something different now or do you mean the job that I was going for has that? Um, well, I guess, no, I guess a lot of people when they're looking for roles and like you said, when they're so ingrained in the rat race, they'll take anything which um, satisfies their skill set and satisfies their sort of monetary return. Now I'm saying all the things you've been through and, uh, you know, uh, not to say it lightly, but the sort of profoundness that you've, I guess, found, which you've mentioned in traveling and seeing other parts of the world, and seeing what can happen in terms of times of uncertainty and stuff like that in such a short, short space of time. Has that shifted your mindset a bit now where you're thinking, actually, I don't just need to look at the um, something I can easily do, but which pays me a lot of money. I, I want to look for something a bit deeper. I want to maybe look for something which I can utilize my free time more or maybe a company which is more uh, beneficial to society or the world. I mean, just little things. Everyone has different viewpoints of what they cast as um, uh, important. But has that changed since, or would you say if you, if none of this had happened, you'd still be going for exact same X, Y, Z jobs? Hmm. I think it, it's one of those. And I think over time I've become more focused on like actually what, what are your values and what is more important to you? So, you know, in the past when, you know, you've done all these um, app job applications and questionnaires and they ask you about what you're like as a person and what you're interested in, you know, etc. They're trying to fit you to the role. And, you know, I'm sure many of us can admit, you know, when you're just looking for a job, you just want to answer that as best as possible to get the job. You just want the job, right? Whereas now I'd say you're more focused on finding the right role for your career. I mean, look, I don't want to join and I don't want to join another firm and get bored and quit after like six months. Um, I'd rather find a place where I can have a long-term career um, and, you know, add value as well as, you know, be in a place that is in line with my own values and my own mm. career goals. So for now, um, I'll be a bit picky, but again, it depends on the fallout of this whole pandemic, you know, could it get worse? You know, are there more, you know, jobs to be lost and is it going to create you know, a need or, a, you know, desperation to basically go into, you know, a job that you might not really want to do. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Very good point, mate. All right, mate, let's move on now to the main reason we're here. You mentioned earlier chicken wings. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you're, you're, you're a wings connoisseur. Um, I've not met, heard many people who are wing connoisseurs, but you seem to be doing quite well with that uh, side roll. Tell us more about this, mate. All I do is wings. <laughs> um, All I do is wings. Is that the name, yeah? That's the name, yeah. So, um, well, it's funny. It started off as a bit of a joke, really. So, um, basically, when we were at uni, um, I'd always come back. So, I, was, I went to uni in Manchester and I always come back to Birmingham. Um, and we ended up going out, so we'd hit Oceana 
Friday night, you know, standard. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the next day we'd wake, we'd wake up hungover and we'd just have a go-to place, which was TGI Fridays. Uh, and the hangover cure was always buffalo wings and a beer. Nice. So that was like, that was a ritual. And that, that ritual carried on for many years, many years. Um, life was good. No worries. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think we basically went to TGI's one day and uh, they changed the menu. <laughs> so, and this was like, it was a, it was a big thing to us. They changed the menu. We were like, what the, f-? you know, so we ordered, <laughs> we ordered, we ordered the new menus, wings, blah, blah, blah. And, um, they weren't, they weren't good, man. We were like, nah, this has changed everything. It changed. Literally, we were like, shit, what are we going to do now? We can't come here anymore. They've changed the wings. It's not the same. And um, so that that kind of sets the scene of how this whole thing started, right? And um, obviously, I started Googling then. I was like, all right, let me Google. Where can I find the best buffalo wings? And um, it was... I, I don't know anyone's, but basically, this must have carried on you know, for you know, a year or two. Um, we'd finished uni by then and I discovered this thing called Wingfest. Mm. Um, so if you don't know what that is, basically it's a festival dedicated to chicken wings. So that sounds mad. And also at the same time, bloody quality. Yeah. And I think the thing is it, I mean, we discovered it, you know, a couple of years after it started, but, um, it was in London and I just moved to London to start a new job. So we basically went to Wingfest and it was in Dalston. So Dalston, you know, the quirky side um, of London. Mm. And it was probably the, without a doubt, the best day out we've ever had. It was awesome. Literally oh, wings, beers, you know, chatting to like-minded people. It was amazing. So we had, we had, we had, we had such a laugh and it probably was at the time, like literally one of the best, like <laughs> sounds, you know, it sounds stupid, but we were like, yeah, this is one of the best days we've ever had. Mate, that sounds quality. That sounds quality. So your basic story, for those of you who don't know, listening, you're from, you went from TGI Friday wings to um, judging a wings festival, a multiple wings festival, right? This is actually what happened. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So, it, I mean, it started off, um, look, we, we started an Instagram just to basically post pictures of the food we eat. So we were going for wings regularly. Um, we started trying to find, you know, the best wings in the UK. And, you know, even now, I mean, you could go back to our first post on Instagram from a few years ago. It shows the TGI's wings. And then it starts showing like, you know, different restaurants that we started going to. And, um, slowly slowly i mean we, look we started it just for us we started it for a laugh but it you know began to grow you know so i mean it's not it's not crazy followers but there's about two thousand followers now um uh, we've been invited to judge a couple of wing festivals um wing jam and wing fest so they're both held in london um we've had invites to exclusive parties like the wing stop launch <laughs> <laughs> This is mad, man. It's like an underground wing world, which like no one knows about. But you're like yeah, the kings of this underground world. This is mad. Well, <laughs> that's, the, that's the dream, man. That's the dream. <laughs> now, but let's be honest. The fact that you're judging wing festivals, plural, that's pretty big. They must literally rate your palate quite highly. I think, it, I think it's the case that we've probably eaten so many wings in our lives that hopefully by now we can say that we know a good wing when we eat one yeah well what do you look for in a good wing tell me that tell our listeners why what is a good wing like what are the kind of things you're trying to look out for hmm i guess i mean it depends but so let's talk buffalo wings um because they, they happen to be my favorite but I guess you're looking for the flavor of the sauce. You're looking for the crisp of the chicken. Um, you're looking for them to be cut. So there's two pieces. There's a drum and there's a flat. 
mate, can I ask a stupid question? What's yeah. the difference between a buffalo wing and a chicken wing? So a buffalo wing is a chicken wing covered in buffalo sauce. So, oh, it's not from the animal, the buffalo. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sure there's many people who think that, but basically buffalo is the place in New York mm, where, yeah. where basically wings became a thing. Um, so there's a, famous, there's a famous bar called Anchor Bar in Buffalo, which is, you know, known as the place where the buffalo wing was invented. We would have actually, actually, we were, we were due to visit Buffalo this year for their, so there's a massive wing fest there, um, you know, like 100,000 people in mm. an NFL stadium. Oh, um, we would have gone had uh, it not been for lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's this a shame, is, man. Yeah. You could have judged that uh, one maybe in a few years, right? If you got more growth. Well, yeah, if they'd accept us. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty big growth, man. No, but you know what? Honestly, um, all jokes aside, it is a quirky hobby, let's be honest, right? But it's not too dissimilar to being a food cricket, uh, food critic, sorry, not cricket. Um, it's just you specialize in wings. Now, <laughs> what I want to get, oh, well, what I want to ask you is, like, why the hell do you love wings so much? Like, what is it about wings that really, like, gets you excited? I don't even mean that as a joke, honestly. Like, <laughs> I just you're the like most craziest guy when it comes to wings out, man. I find it I find it quite refreshing because you have a passion and you follow it through, right? I don't know what it is, man. I think it starts. It's it's just the I guess it's the the social side of it. So if you think about, you know, how I said we started this thing. You know, we're at uni. Um, it became our hangover cure. It became our social. You know, that was our place to meet. And we basically have a laugh over some wings and some beer. So then it just became like, a, where can we go to find the best wings? You know, how far can we go? So now anywhere we go, we'll be Googling where's the best chicken wing. So, you know, whether it's Europe, whether it's Australia, you know, New Zealand, um, Vegas, Thailand, wherever we've been, we'll mm. basically be on the hunt to try and find some wings. Yeah. And then that that's all been documented on our page. All I do is wings. No, that's fair. So, mate, what was your what was the best wings you came across on your travels recently that we started talking about at the start of the pod? Mm, it, it's tough to say. Um, look, I mean, the the standards on that side of the world, there, I think they they need to catch up with <laughs> this. I guess. I mean, for me, London's a place for wings at the moment. Um, oh, really? We, ahead we of America at the moment yes but that could be because our I guess it could be because we're you know you're more involved in that scene I guess right in the London scene uh, UK our, scene yeah so that I guess the way it's made is tailored to what we like over here um, whereas in the States I mean we're yet to we're yet to conquer the States but hopefully that's a plan for another another time no that's fair well yeah mate on but, that point like where, where do you want to take this um i want to call it a business i know you said it's a, a side thing but it may well it may it may well be it may as well be a business the fact that you're judging wing festivals around london and stuff where do you see yourself taking this uh business Um, I mean, thing is, we don't we don't really know yet. I mean, look, we've we've started it just as a laugh, but it's 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 gained some traction, um, and you know, it's at the moment. Um, one sec. Mm -hmm. Thing is, right? I, I mean, I I probably say I'm a bit of a foodie. I mean, I've always had appreciation for good food, um, and we'll, we will go seek out places. So, for example, if somebody tells me, "Yo," The wings here are good. It's in Manchester. I will drive there to try them just to see. I mean, and it depends because anybody can say, you know, this is the best place to go. Or, have you tried this? Or like, have you tried like Hooters in Nottingham? Like, everybody knows about Hooters, but um, the wings are average, to be honest, at Hooters. I mean, the concept, okay, it is what it is, but for me, the best wings right now that I've ever had are in London. Um, mm. And 
it's difficult because it's not it's not like it's always one place like for example i'll go to a place and i'll be like mm, these aren't these are okay and then i'll go there six months later and i'll be like oh shit nah these are actually the top three so it's it's a constantly changing thing um but you know there's a few main there's a few main players in the game that you know have won you know the awards at Wingfest, and they're constantly changing and bringing out new recipes um that they're you know they're just on a completely different level to you know what you'd find in like your local pub yeah well a lot of these franchises like you said tgi and hooters and stuff like that um i'm imagining they weren't they wouldn't be sort of there in a wing festival right would it not be more smaller independent companies and stalls kind of who are sort of advertising their wings yeah definitely because i guess that the, these smaller companies or the, these smaller vendors you know they're specializing so they clearly have that passion for chicken wings as well whereas these other places you know tgi is just they just have it as something on their menu but you know we've seen now over the past you've seen over the past 10 years right um nfl's getting massive in the uk um wingstop launched uh in the last couple of years in the uk and they're planning to hit every major city um what's wingstop seen, mate sorry so wingstops um the famous chicken wing chain in america um, okay so uh, rick ross owns a couple of franchises oh, in america Seriously? so yeah he you hear him talk about you know or he'll rap about like lemon pepper which is one of the flavors oh nice <laughs> but, um, wait so is this come to uk is that what you're saying yeah, that's just launched. Well, that's launched in the UK in the past couple of years, and you'll see that in every major city eventually. Mm. But oh, a bit like Subway, like when Subway first came to the UK from US, it started off as little, yeah, 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 yeah. And you think so, it'll be like a staple of the high street soon? Well, yeah. If you if you're if you're talking the commercial and business side of things, then you know it's definitely coming. And you know you can see now, right? Um, a couple of years ago, you would have gone to Pizza Express. Mm. it's just pizza whereas when i went the last time i went they had chicken wings on their menu so you're seeing that this thing is constantly growing in the uk yeah that's a good show very good friend mate so when i was in san francisco like years ago we literally were just at the hotel bar and we saw these quality wings and every time like they would come with different sort of um, condiments i mean like blue trees or some chili and shit like that. Um, is that a major factor when you're judging these wings that what they kind of provide with it? And um, how do you tell that? Is that just your own personal opinion? Like how, how your palate reacts to it? Or is there a science behind it? Like, oh, X, Y, Z wings need to go with so-and-so condom. Um, this is a, probably a major, a major topic in the uh, wing world. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to love this. This is a surreal conversation, man. It is, but <laughs> some some people would die by some people would die by blue cheese. Some people would die by ranch, and it becomes a big topic. You know, look, this shit can cause arguments. I mean, <laughs> I know first. <laughs> Do uh, bones get start like lobbing at each other and stuff when they start disagreeing? Well, well, I won't. I won't mention that story, but look, it, <laughs> shit, shit can get serious when talking about wings. But um, I think it, it matters, right? It matters about it matters um, because it affects the presentation. So you know, when you deliver wings, a lot of people put celery and blue cheese or celery and ranch, right? And look, I don't really eat the celery, but it's there. It's there for decoration. Um, some people might eat it. I don't. Sorry. What's the purpose <laughs> but, of the celery? Is it just decoration, or is there an actual? Um... Uh, a pa again a palette thing or something to do with it I'm not going to lie I don't even know <laughs> no that's fair enough if, never, you need, never, if you don't need it then uh, I get that I've never bothered to find out but <laughs> I think even if you don't eat it for some reason you'd still want it there because it's part of the presentation tradition yeah so what's your go to condiment then? um I'm easy, man. I mean, look, some 
some wings come with the blue cheese already on the wings. So like if you, there's a place called Randy's Wing Bar. Um, their buffalo wings come with the blue cheese already on and, you know, they're really good. Whereas I'm happy, you know, if it's a mild blue cheese or a ranch, then it's all good. Or a bit of extra hot sauce, Frank's Red Hot or, you know, buffalo sauce in general. We like our wings spicy. Mm, no, fair enough. So, mate, you mentioned a lot about buffalo wings. What? Um, tell us a bit more about the other types, so people know when they're scouring the menu. What's the other types of good ones they might have on a traditional uh, wing connoisseur's menu? Um, I guess it's so varied now. So, and you know, I could talk about some of the the top places that I'd go to in London, but the menus are so varied now that they're always coming up with unique flavors. So you obviously have a Buffalo wink and then you can have a standard barbecue wink. Um, and then, you know, nowadays we're getting flavors like gravy wings, uh, a chicken katsu wing, like people are being very creative. Um, Thunderbird did a, a Kellogg's crunchy nut wink. So, that's Sticky Wings did a strawberry ring, which was, um, he actually received an award in America um, at, at Buffalo Wing Fest. So it, there's no longer just a standard set of flavors. Um, it's, I guess, you know, if you can it's be expanding. as create, you can be creative as you like with flavors. Uh, there's yeah. so many out there now, and there's so many coming. It's just whether people like it um, yeah. and it catches on. Mate, has um, Wings caught up with the whole um, plant-based movement? Have they found a, a good sort of veg, a vegetarian or vegan option? Yeah, or is that more difficult to to sort of showcase? No, I think, I, I think the bones. No, I think it's caught up now. I mean, last year at Wingfest, they had their first like vegan vendor. Because um, again, it comes back to the thing I'm saying about um, it's the whole social side of it. It's not just about you know this is meat like. Wingfest probably had loads of people that don't eat meat there, um, you know. But I guess it's at the moment there's a lack of traders offering a vegan wing, but that will happen, right? Like I'm sure eventually one of these awards will be the the best vegan wing. Um, I'm sure that will be coming soon. It's it's the way the market's heading. I mean, look, we can see that people are increasingly giving up, you know, meat. Yeah, no, nah, that's fair enough, man. All right, mate, talk to us about um, a bit about this wing tour that you're planning on doing, or I think you used to do. Um, yeah, what, what, what is that, and you know, what's the what's the future plans for it? Oh, the wing tour, man. That that was probably one of the best things we've ever done, man. Um, it was funny. It was it was in plannings for like over like a year before we actually did it. But um, how it started was when I was living in London, I'd made like a little Google maps, um, with basically all of the wing places. And I noticed that they're all kind of in a line in East London. So you can work your way up from basically around like Liverpool street to Shoreditch brick lane area. There's like maybe 10 different, you know, really cool wing places to go to. So, I mean, I had this map. Yeah. So think, that's how it started, right? Wing crawl, bar crawl. And um, eventually I was just like, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's just see. So I um, I just created an event on um, Design My Night. I um, labeled it the Wing Tour. And I thought, right, now that we've basically tried so many places, surely, the, surely there's an interest for this. Let's basically show the people where to go for wings um, and give them a good time basically. So it's basically an experience. It's a food tour and an experience all in one. Um, nice. nice. And it was, I wish we'd done it earlier, man. I mean, it was, it was a huge success on our part. We've got many five-star reviews and uh, we had people come from America, um, you know, people from other parts of the world have, found this on either Airbnb or on Design My Night and thought, oh, this would be a cool experience. And they've signed up and, you know, they've, they've 
they basically had a, a great night out, a great laugh, um, and you know, something hopefully they'll remember. And I guess for us, it's about sharing that love of chicken wings and spreading it to as many people as possible. Mate, that sounds quality. That generally sounds like quality night. And the fact that you got so many, um, uh, so many punters who got involved, that is pretty impressive, man. I think next time you have to invite um, us here in the shed, and we might come, uh, we might come and co-sponsor that little uh, wing scroll with you. That sounds pretty decent. We'll do, man. I mean, look, we're we're looking to start it up again soon. As long as um, you know, depending on what's going on with COVID and social distancing and things like that, mm. if we can get it started again, um, you know, now that I'm back from travelling, we're going to get that up and running. But no, that sounds good. We did it. We did it last year for a couple of months, and you know, the feedback was awesome. Um, and we really enjoyed it. I think that's the, I think that's the most important thing is everybody who attended had fun. We had fun. Um, so it, it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like any effort or where all we see is we're taking people out for some wings and, you know, having a laugh. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so mate, I just, I'm just going to touch upon something you said, oh, well, I asked earlier, where do you, where do you want to take the wings business kind of? Cause at the moment it seems like obviously you're, you guys are judges for big festivals. Um, you design special wing crawls, wing nights, wing tours, all that. And you give good um, feedback and uh, you know, your critics almost wing places around different regions. Have you ever thought about making your own wings or opening up uh, your own joints or is it purely a, a review kind of based uh, entity that you, uh, you have currently? Um, it's funny, like one one of the things about lockdown is, um, you know, places have been closed, so we've had to basically make our own food at home. And you know, we've been trialing, we've been we've been making wings at home, frying wings, you know, barbecues, etc. And it's it's a potential, you know, direction that we could go in, but it really depends. I think, um, I mean, look, I'm probably my own biggest critic in a way, so. I'd only want to do that if I thought I could make, you know, the best wings out there. And the competition is great right now. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so many places that are, you know, making amazing wings. So um, I won't, I won't say definitely not, but um, you know, we'll say watch, watch this space. Um, you know, at the moment we're happy being, you know, the kind of middleman, the, you know, the, the guys that review wings, um, you know, judge the festivals, do these wing tours and experiences. Um, but, you know, let's, uh, you know, never say never that should we get into, you know, creating wings one day, um, you know, maybe get that endorsement from DJ Khaled, you know, for the, the All I Do Is Wings brand, because it's, uh, well, if you didn't notice, it's based on his song, All I Do Is Win. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah, oh. so... I'm not too familiar with his music, so yeah, you might have to tell me more about that. I think it's just, it was one of my favourite songs. Um, All I Do Is Win and We Love Wings, so the name is born, All I Do Is Wings. Nice, maybe, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, mate, so what, what, what would you say to all those people out there, whether they, um, whether they serve wings on the menu, whether they're a customer who loves chicken wings, how can they utilise your guys' experience and what you're doing out here with all I do is wings. What's the best way for them to, you know, get in touch with you and utilize your uh, experience and knowledge and uh, reviews? Um, I mean, look, the best way, if you're interested, um, or um, if you just want to see what we're all about, is just follow us on Instagram um, at all I do is wings, um, and just follow our journey. Right, so we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um, and you know share your post tag us um, and you know if you think you know a place that has the best wings definitely let us know because we'll be there in an instant <laughs> <laughs> I mean look I'm not working right now I'll just drive wherever I need to drive to to try these wings and so, uh, we'll let you know if they're any good yeah, that's a good shot that's a good shot well, mate, before we let you go, um, just for our listeners out there, let us hear your top five best wing experiences. 
So whether that's a specific joint or something on the menu at a certain place, give us some inside info so we know where to go for our wings after listening to this. Shit, man. That's a tough one. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Hmm. I don't... Okay, let's... Uh, what I'll do, I'll give you a couple of places in London and then I'll say a couple of places outside of London that are... Um, sure. You know, do big big things but I think for us um, if you're in and around London then um, you've got to be hitting Thunderbird chicken um, they do this amazing chipuffalo sauce which is just incredible um, wingman's multiple wing fest winners um, they've they're on West London so they've got a restaurant in Kilburn but they're opening in Soho um randy's wing bar so again randy's wings are you know some of the finest in london and then of course um sticky wings like we love sticky wings and um, brick lane you know one of the oldest wing joints um simple menu you know going no bullshit wings fries drink simple that's i guess that would probably be like some of the top places in London. And then mm-hmm. outside of London, I mean, in Birmingham, you know, our hometown, we've got uh, Greedy's Wings and Strips. So they were winners at Manchester Wing Fest last year, actually. Nice. And uh, the most recent winners of actually London Wing Fest are based in Luton. So Chicken George. So Chicken George have just opened a new restaurant um, near Luton. So we're going to be hitting that up sometime very soon. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. So I guess you kind of conquered the UK market. Your next step is um, global, right? All I do is wings. Global. Global tour. That's the dream, man. I mean, look, we, we didn't get to do Buffalo this year, but um, I think next year, 2021, man, that's our year. <laughs> Mate, I can, see, I can see you guys hiring out a private jet, getting the biggest wing connoisseurs and fans in the world. To jump in that jet, you fly from city to city, hit the best wing joints, and uh, yeah, give everyone a nice experience. I'm gonna be on that flight if you ever do that. That sounds pretty sick. <laughs> That's the dream, man. That's the dream. That is a dream. All right, Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Um, it's been an intriguing conversation. Uh, you've taught me a lot about wings, um, and I do fancy some wings now that I've heard you talk about for so long. So, thanks very much for coming on, mate. No worries, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, cheers yeah absolutely absolutely uh, yeah if, I, I do implore most of you guys um, who love wings go out there check out their Insta and Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. all I do is wings um, yeah see what they've got to say they'll give you some nice uh, recommendations where to go alright people thanks for listening stay safe bye bye